Hi, and welcome to another episode of Stress Bucket Solutions. In this season, we're doing client interviews, uh, and I've got a client interview for you today. I hope you've been keeping well, keeping a note of your good things, and I hope these client interviews in this season are really inspiring you. All these people I've interviewed are normal people like you and me. So, you know, they're not to play them down. They're all very special people to me. I will say that. Um, but you know, people like you and me working with kids, doing other things, um, you know, living life as it is. A lot of them, the voices are from the UK um, because, you know, English speaking and, and maybe just more confident to come on a podcast as well. But I do see people around the world, I see a lot of people in Europe, but I see a lot of British people living abroad, uh, actually, and they want someone English speaking. Today's interview is from the fantastic Fionn. Oh, you're going to love her accent, first of all. I loved it. So I loved working with Fionn. Now, it's a little bit different, this one. So the first part of this podcast is her interview about four or five weeks after we'd finished the uh, 10-week program. She was doing really well. She was keen to do, very keen was Fionn to do an interview for it. Oh, excuse me. That's my emails going off. Uh, let's shut that down. Um, and she wanted to do that interview, so that was great. Um, so you're going to hear that first of all. I want you to listen out for, you know, the things, how much her life was affected by her issues, which is things like emetophobia, fear of sickness. This was really affecting her, her life. So things like everything she was worried about was food poisoning, how much it was affecting her life. She was crying. It was affecting her social life. It was affecting her family life. Now, these things build and build and build and it gets to the point like you've got to think, I've got to do something about this. It's not going to go away on its own. And this is what Fionn did. She goes, I've got to do something. You'll hear her story of how she found me. I want her, I want you to hear that in her own words. But the difference then, you know, because that was such a big thing in her life. It was that the main thing was emetophobia. Like I said, fear of sickness, being sick, anything that would make you in particular vomit as well. And what she realizes when we empty the stress bucket, we take all anxieties away. So her life was really impacted uh, in a very positive way. And the freedom she found from taking not just the emetophobia away, but that you'll hear her, her say that constantly on edge feeling. If you've got anxiety, you'll know what I'm talking about. Constantly on edge, underlying anxiety everywhere. In Fionn's case, emetophobia and some other phobias are coming up. In your case, it might be something else. But you know what? It all comes under this umbrella of anxiety. It all comes from the primitive brain. And when we work in, in solution focus work, we don't start picking away at each thing like emetophobia or have you got spider phobia or is it stopping you doing something else or are you just constantly worrying about work? We, we deal with a whole primitive brain and calm it all down and you notice differences, not just in those specific things, but all areas of your life. And we don't talk about your specific fear or phobia. Now, that might sound surprising, but if you've had sessions with me, if you've read my book, if you've listened to this podcast so far, you'll know that that's what we do. In the solution focus, where we don't have to talk about the problem. I just want to calm your primitive brain right down, let your intelligent brain take over so you can get your life back. So as Fionn says, getting rid of that constantly on, on edge feeling, the underlying anxiety, she then realized that those thoughts don't control me. They're not my thoughts. That's just the primitive brain trying to kick in. So uh, great interview. 
Now, I've got a little surprise for you. You might be looking at the timing of this interview think, oh, that goes on really long. Guess what? She wanted to do another one. And she'll explain why. I will, I'll, I'll pop in once she's done a first interview. I'll, I'll jump back in again and just explain why she did a second one. But she she wanted to do a second one as well. Now, what she wanted to do actually was re-record this one. And I said, um, can we just, I thought it was brilliant. I didn't think she needed to re-record it. Um, but she wanted, listen to the first one first and you'll get an idea of it. And you'll, um, you just, you're going to love her voice. You're going to you make friends with her in your mind through this podcast. Um, just a lovely person. Fiona, if you listen to this, thank you so much. And thank you so much for letting me put this first one up uh, as well, because I thought it was great. I hope you enjoy it. Um, listen to um, Fionn's interview now. Do this. Hi, Fionn. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast recording uh, to start off with so people can hear your voice and your lovely accent because you know I love it. Could you uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm Fionn. I'm 32 from Wales. Um, I've got a little girl and I'm married. Um, I love sports. I am football mad, in particular Wrexham. Uh, I love running and cycling. I'm a triathlete. I love crafts and DIY. So I'm I'm a bit of everything, really. I just yeah. dabble. You've got a pretty pretty full life, haven't you, as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. So the, the little one's like a year and a half uh, trying to juggle a job, full-time job as well. Um, yeah. But uh, finding enough time to, to do the sports, which is yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Good. Great. So... Tell me a little bit about, you know, a few months ago now, when you first came to see me, what were the issues you had and what were the impact they were having on your life? If you can go right back to the beginning when we first met. Right. I had quite a severe case of emetophobia, which mm-hmm. is uh, uh, quite a severe fear of vomiting, myself vomiting and kind of other people vomiting. Um, and I was just a generally anxious person so I had constant sort of anxiety symptoms like dizziness um difficulty breathing I was consciously on edge um and the emetophobia was stopping me from going on coaches in Italy for argument's sake or on football coaches it started getting to the point where I didn't want to have takeaways where I didn't want to go out to eat in restaurants where I would be scared of eating something if I'd if it had been out on the counter for a little bit too long I'd wake up in the night um basically I'd wake up and I'd go right at Google um oh how many hours after eating could you get food poisoning and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and if it was in that window I would be up for those two hours and if I hadn't vomited I'd be fine um and it was my daughter's in nursery and she's catching everything and they sent her home with a dodgy tummy one day I wasn't on pins I had to get my husband home from work just to be with me because I couldn't cope um I I have got a fear of death as well um that kind of comes and goes but I I do believe that I can think about it in a different way by now so that was like a lifelong thing more than the emetophobia um that didn't necessarily stop me from doing anything but it did put me in a crippling case of crisis at times where I would just cry and go into a terrible state of being terrified basically mm. so that was that the, the thanatophobia fear of death was worse than the emetophobia some sometimes mm. Mm. so it really was taking over your life and taking over your family's life as well 
it got to a point like the thanatophobia came in waves um and then i realized that i couldn't let my baby daughter grow up with me being scared of something that is inevitable for us all Mm. I didn't want her to pick up on the fear because I knew it was it for me was an irrational irrational fear but it turns out it's just a completely irrational fear and I thought she can't grow up learning these fears off me basically um and so that cropped up every few years and the emetophobia did really get quite bad last year where it, I was breaking down like Boxing Day after a great Christmas day and I, I would just be crying, asking people for reassurance and I knew I was putting a damper on their day but I couldn't stop myself from needing that reassurance or questioning or crying and just ruining the mood, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what made you... I know you followed me a little bit on Twitter, wasn't it? I remember you tweeting about my book at one point. I was like, oh, it's so lovely when I see my book out in the wild like that. It's still a bit surreal, actually. <laughs> what What was it about solution focus work that you thought, oh, this is, this is looking like it's up my street? Right. So go back a bit. I've tried different therapies in the past turns out I they were more counseling sessions where they would just want me to talk and they'd go back to your inner child and where the problem stemmed from and they want me to keep an emotional diary of how I felt each day and go back to was it my mum's fault or my dad's fault or childhood trauma and stuff and counseling never worked so I looked for other types of therapy and I did initially go with another therapist and I learned that she was solution focused. So she was talking about the primitive brain and what's been good. And I was like, oh, I like this type of therapy because you're not talking about the problem. And this is really good because it, it gives you a way out of your anxiety instead of just dwelling on what is. So what I did one day was I Googled solution focused therapy and your book came up on Amazon. So I clicked on the book, I read the reviews and someone said, oh, she's got a really good podcast as well. So I started listening to the podcast and then I think I followed you on Twitter in the middle of, of this kind of stuff. Um, so what I ended up realising was my initial therapist, the original solution focused, we'll call her Mrs. J. She was doing solution focused therapy, but she was doing it with like random bits of stuff that I wasn't really liking either. So I started listening to your podcast and I was like, ooh. Jane's also talking about the primitive brain and what's been good. And I started trusting you. And what I found happening was I started trusting what you said more than Mrs. J. And I thought this isn't right because I'm listening to some other stranger on the internet and I'm trusting Jin more than this person I'm paying. And I think I tweeted this and I said, oh, I, I tend to trust Jin more than my own therapist. And one of your Twitter followers said, well, go with Jin then. I trust my therapist because it turns out that she is Jin. And I was like, yeah, but she's a celebrity. She'll never have time Shout for me. And I, and, I will. and I thought, you know what, bugger this, bite, bite the bullet. And I, I messaged you then, didn't I? We had that um, yeah. consultation. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what it comes down to is I started trusting your podcast mm-hmm. more than my therapist. I started That's comparing I started comparing, oh, my Mrs. J's told me this today. Let's just see what Jin says. And if what you said was different to Mrs. J, I wasn't trusting Mrs. J. Mm-hmm. I was trusting what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I was just, this doesn't That's sound fascinating. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, I remember like at one point you were saying, and when I knew we were both on the same path and we would get on, is that you like the science. You like the science and the logic. And I, I keep very much to that, don't I? I'm all about the science. I need the reason. I need the backup 
give me the science behind it and I, I'm all yours. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mrs. J got a bit woo-woo with some of the things she was saying. Yeah. And I was like, you're losing me now, love. Yeah. You're just yeah. completely losing me. And, and, and let's just say that's that works for some people. So you've it, got to yeah. you've got to have some self awareness to say, well, what what would work for me? Yeah, so that's I mean, where I say the opposite as well. I'm not for everybody, you know. I, I'm, I'm bold, aren't I? And I'm I'm that, pushy a little bit, and I'm a bit bossy. And that's what yeah. I learned. I learned that Mrs. J was not for me, and I, yeah. I'm glad that I took it yeah. upon myself to think, yeah, something isn't right. And it yeah. took me quite a few months to still realize I'm not liking what she's not doing or what she's not yeah. succeeding to kind yeah. of do and the way she was kind of talking to me I was like oh I don't like this um so but you definitely have to find what fit you and yeah. your personality but like yeah. you say that the science-based stuff instead mm. of the alternative things that yeah. Mrs. Jay maybe said I yeah. like I'm very logical if something doesn't make sense to me I won't believe it I won't implement it and I won't bother listening anymore it's got to make sense it's got to be science-based it's got to be evidence-based I've got to be able to cross-reference to see if it makes sense yeah and if there's no like solid reasoning behind it or evidence it's not for me so I love the whole you know right the the terminology you use the whole stress bucket metaphor it makes sense in a simple but good. scientifically proven good way good and so that's why I think you know you noticed started noticing some differences quite quickly can you can yeah. you remember what they were and how soon you noticed what those actual differences were the small yeah. changes that started when I got to you my OCD was pretty big it was re-triggered where I had to like I don't know tap a light switch so many times or I don't know super stuff like before going to bed I'd have to use a certain amount of toilet roll sheets or I don't know look at myself in the mirror like so many times and that was massively sort of impacting stuff when I started with you and I think it was like maybe after four or five sessions maybe like three or four I'm gonna say four that I actually saw that I was getting not control of my OCD. I didn't have to because it, it, that kind of washed away and stopped happening anyway. So the OCD definitely went. I didn't realize, I, IBS, IBS came out of nowhere. Doctors were saying, oh yes, it's IBS, you're cramping. I was like, I've not got IBS. But then I realized that IBS is a symptom of anxiety. Mm. And that dwindled after, I don't know, I'm going to say five or six weeks, the yeah. stomach cramping, the nausea was going. And I was like, God, gin's talking sense because... If I had IBS for real, it wouldn't just go, would it? Um, so the stomach problems went. Um, I can't remember what else, but the OCD and, and the IBS were definitely big stuff that I remember just kind of melting away after a few weeks. Mm. Um, those were the physical symptoms, but like mentally or kind of, you know, thoughts wise, I could see that I was getting more control over my thoughts, but I could view them rather than be kind of tormented or kind of controlled by my thoughts, I could stop and look at them and think what's actually happening rather than what I was assuming that was happening in my life, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's what I say. You know, the first thing I want to teach people, you are not your thoughts, but your thoughts do affect your feelings and your behavior. You know, that's where it comes from. But as soon as you made that dissociation, you were observing your thoughts more. So that little that little space between you and your thoughts, like, oh, hang on, what's going on here? What am I doing? Rather than being consumed by them. Yeah, that that's that's what happens. So I guess, I mean, you'd done your homework on me. So were you skeptical? You know, it's one question I ask everyone, but like because you'd done your homework on me, I don't know how skeptical you really were. 
because of is it failed attempts that's not failing the therapist I've had in the past but because so many therapists didn't work for me I and I knew that my anxiety was quite deep-rooted I was thinking am I basically a lost cause is there anyone out there that can kind of sort out all this stuff going on with me but I think because I was I don't know it was probably like a few weeks of me just listening to your podcast and you were my go-to you this person on the internet was just my go-to on life basically Mm -hmm. I read your book so I I think I was pretty trusting of you from the start Mm -hmm. obviously a bit skeptical thinking oh am I gonna kind of invest money and time and it's not gonna work I don't I don't think I ever sort of doubted it massively I think I was more optimistic and enthusiastic about the prospect like oh this could work rather than oh what if this doesn't good and I would say that that was the secret to your success as well I say that to my clients look do your homework on me you've got to trust in the process we've got to get on you've got our faith in me that's you know over 50 percent of the the reason it will succeed that you've got and that's where in that initial call I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions and I remember speaking to you that time and I was thinking I'll tell you this now I was like oh I'm dying to get my hands on her brain I was like this could be massive for her but like I didn't want to show too much excitement because I wanted it to come from you yeah I remember I was fair play to you because I was like oh, have you got any testimonials or any sort of reviews of people who have been with you mm. and you're like well People are a bit confidential about this kind of stuff, but listen to my podcasts or case studies of people. Yeah. And I listened to your first case study. I think it was yeah. Carrie's. Yes. And that that sealed the deal, basically, because you, yeah. said, you, you said, Fibley, oh, don't, please don't do this unless you're 100% yes. um, sure that I'm, you're happy for me to kind of deal with you kind of thing. Um, And I listened to that and I was sold. So I, I fair play, you could have just said, oh, yeah, whatever, go for me because I'm awesome or whatever. But you did say, I want you to be 100% mm-hmm. sure that you want, you're happy with this. Yeah. And I listened to that podcast. Yeah. Um, I, I just hope that I can be the person that kind of goes yeah. to someone after listening yeah. to this. Oh, yeah, she seems to have worked for Fionn. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this is, the- Again, this is testament to you now. So you, because you were then committed to your process, you were always on time for your sessions. You made loads of notes. You were always (laughs) ready, fully charged laptop, fully charged headphones. Do not disturb on the door. You know, you knew you were going to have an hour with me and it wasn't to be disturbed. Yeah. You were committed. And that's another reason why it was so successful. You were fully focused. Your phone was off. You allowed the time for it. You know, you were like, no, I'm fully invested in these sessions. And you yeah. you definitely got the most uh, out of them uh, as well. Were you nervous, Fionn? No, because I knew that Solution focused was something that I wanted to do. And I didn't see that going over my problems were working at all. It was, it was just keeping me in a dark hole, I guess. So, I, I, like I said before, I was like quite excited and enthusiastic about the sessions, and I was like I was buzzing, which is probably something yeah. I need to tone down on. But no, I wasn't nervous. I was I was kind of like right, let's see what's going to happen. Let, let's see if this is the one that's going to kind of fix me, yeah. fix yeah. me. But yeah, yeah. And 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 I know you're still working on yourself. So what are the biggest learnings you've taken away from our sessions, or what are you continuing to do, maybe, and still work on? I I do my three P's religiously. I have like a habit tracker on my phone where I need to do a positive activity. Um, and then obviously positive interactions come anyway. But I'm religious with my positive activities. Um, I I find it difficult to kind of do the reframing at the moment. But I think I've sussed out that I need to be more proactive. Um, three P's. I'm gonna dissolve all those kind of 
thoughts, but I need to be proactive now. Use what you've learned, look at the notes and kind of go back to, I need to make the effort now to view these uh, in a different way or kind of just chill out and stop thinking, stop thinking about the problem. And that's what I'm finding difficult is to not force the change of perception for the problem, but just relax and view things in general in a kind of more positive and relaxed way. Um, but yeah, I've I've got a basically a novel of notes from you yes. and I constantly go back to them. And you know, the podcasts are fab. So if I went top of sessions, I tend to go to a podcast because I feel like I feel like I've definitely got the tools now that I need a few months to see if I can embed these properly. I know what I need to work on basically. Um and I'm confident if I can get good sleep, it's difficult with a little one. Um and just keep just I've got to make the super hard effort now to just keep myself in check and view things in that different way and view them sort of think about the not think about the problem but think about it yeah. just not think about it yes, <laughs> I'm rambling yeah. but you know, it's hard you know, it's like, hard you know though I mean? yeah it's yeah. not easy it, it's hard so how yeah. how's your life changed then from what you described that person before what are you doing now that's so different that you could never imagine yourself doing what's changed I feel more relaxed I feel back into kind of like I'm not I don't I don't constantly feel on edge I don't feel I don't feel like there's um, uh, something bubbling inside of me anymore I don't feel like um that underlying anxiety I just don't feel basically I'm just quite calm mm. um and I the the big thing is I don't let my thoughts control me I can kind of I can almost zoom out of my brain I kind of go right you're thinking this but actually in fact that's what's happening and that's what could happen not this story that's made up in your head so that's a massive thing for me where I would I've got control of those thoughts um I'm back to be able to have in a takeaway I'm actually thinking about going on that coach trip on football days out to Wrexham I'm actually thinking about I went on a blooming um uh lake cruise in the lake district without any sea bands yeah. without taking any tablets I was in all essence naked but I was wearing clothes <laughs> you know what I mean as it was like I didn't have any safety feature yeah um I just went on that boat and I loved it so just having the confidence to just let go of the problem and just think now nah, bugger it I'm gonna do this and I'm not gonna think let that stupid irrational thought that I've made up in my head to stop me I'm a bit more determined to get what I want rather than what my thoughts want me to stop doing that makes perfect sense that's a fantastic way of putting it you want to do what you want and this is gonna just it, a huge impact on your family and your little girl especially you know you're doing all these things now you know this is you being active I've seen you you know doing all your back into all your sports and running and cycling and all these lovely things so yeah it's a freedom I, isn't it it's freedom it's because of my little one that I thought I've got to nip this in the bud now I didn't want to be a, an anxious person around her I didn't want her to picking up on my mannerisms I didn't want her to think oh no you know vomiting is a bad thing or you know mm -hmm. this 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 warrant this has a reason to be scared of or um so yeah but sports is definitely my thing that's my positive activity and I'm back to being fully immersed and what I understand now is I used to be scared of going back into a phase of fear. I, mm. I, every so many years I was going, oh, I wonder when my next uh, attack or crisis mode was coming. But I know now what the trigger is. I know I don't need to be scared of the next episode because I know it's due to having a full stress bucket. I know it's, you know, changes in my life was filling up my stress bucket or changing jobs or moving 
house or having a baby those changes were filling up my stress bucket so I know now how to cope in the future instead of being like oh when's my next crisis gonna happen or it's been about five years it normally happens every five years I instead of waiting for the year's gonna happen I'm like no keep your stress bucket empty and you won't have that crisis mode or that episode again so that's that's the massive thing that that I've got out of this is how to not go to that crisis mode or how not to have this blow up of being in an absolute anxious mess where I'm bursting out into tears I know now moving forward if I get a bit of a twinge going oh something's not right I know I need to be sleeping more I know I need to be doing my three p's more I need to listen to your recording more so I've definitely got the tools now to stop escalating to that massive mode yeah. I would just like to now to be able to be a bit freer and change that um reframing of those fears a little bit more yep and you will, you will, you'll, you'll carry on with that because you've got all the tools to do it as well. So lastly, what would you say to anyone thinking about solution-focused work in particular for anxiety, so lots of other anxiety symptoms, especially compared to other therapies? So you can imagine, you know, you know where you were, you try different therapies. And so you're actually in a really good position to, you know, say, you know, you've tried the different ones. What did you think yeah. solution focus work and what what should people be prepared for or you know what kind of things should they look out for to know if, if they are ready for this I, I mentioned before that counselors before asking like oh so where, where do you think this started from and you know what, where's the root of your fear or tell me about all these times we've had a terrifying experience with your fear it never worked going over my problems like logically speaking how is going over your problem or thinking about where it started going to fix it when you break your arm you don't care where it how you broke it or where you broke it or whatever because that's not fixing your arm is it you want to know how to get it fixed yeah, and the way great. forward okay yeah so that is just it's all no disrespect some counselors or different forms of therapy work with different people but i reckon solution focus is the way forward because it lets you move on with your life. It it helps you move away from that anxiety rather than dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gives you like what your life could be like if you thought in a different way. And it, you know, you're asking, um, if you're feeling better tomorrow, how would you feel? Well, it's giving you the tools to feel like that. Yeah. But you you honestly you've got to be you've got to make the effort to stop dwelling on your negatives. Even if you can't find a positive, there's a positive somewhere. So you. The main thing with solution-focused therapy, you have got to put the effort in and pull your finger out to make the effort to think positively and you have to want to change your mindset. Because if you don't want to change your mindset, you're just going to be stuck in your your rut. So it's not a warning. It's just like, by the way, solution-focused therapy, you you have to want to change because if, if you've not got that urge to change, you're not going to yeah. answer, answer the questions properly. Yeah. You're not going to train your mind to think in a different yeah. way because you're not trying kind of thing exactly I I couldn't put it better myself it's exactly that Fiona that's why you know I have that initial call with people and one of my questions are you honestly ready to change because people can get comfortable in their anxiety or their problem and they do want to talk about it and they do want to have a bit of a vent and they kind of enjoy that place that they want to be in and that's fine I'm not stopping you from doing that but I, so, you know, I'm looking for people who want to get better and are, are ready to put the work in just just like you did uh, as well. But hopefully it wasn't too much work. It was quite enjoyable. We had a good laugh oh. along the way, didn't we? 
Well, yeah, like I think you can talk over Scotland, and I can probably talk over Wales. So, yeah. um, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it was. It's like it. It's not hard work, but you you've got to you've got to be proactive in in that sense. As in, it's not difficult. It's not tedious. It's not like yeah. oh bloody hell, I've got a therapy session. It's like right, I I've been excited to write down my good things. I've got a, a list. I I prepare okay. for this all week, and yeah. I'm excited to tell you. Sometimes yeah. too excited. Yes. It's like whoa, chill. <laughs> um, and it's it's nice to have a chance where you have to be positive for an hour. It genuinely mm. does. Is who doesn't like to relax for like. 15 20 odd minutes at the end and just chill so yeah you've got to be proactive about it and it's just well done so i'll i'll leave it there what a lovely place to leave it thank you so much Fion, for your time in doing this i've certainly enjoyed our session so i hope that this recording might help someone who's just like you in exactly the same position uh, I will say congratulations on Wrexham, by the way. <laughs> you were so Thank happy. You. That was your good thing about your week, wasn't it? That, that was frequently a good thing about my week. Yeah. Yeah. So good for you. But um, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I really hope this helps someone else. Cheers. Thank you, Jim. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's Fion's first interview. Like I said, I think it was only about three or four weeks after she finished a 10-week program, but she'd done really well with it. Now, two months later, we kept in touch on our social media. She's in my Facebook group. Um, she's very active in there. And uh, we keep in touch on Twitter. At that time, it was Twitter. I'm a little bit off Twitter now for obvious reasons. Um, well, not obvious reasons. Like It's changed to X. It's really horrible. And also, there's a lot of racism on there or it was just a lot of racism was coming up in my feed. And I thought, right, I don't need that. So I'm a little bit quieter on Twitter. I'm on it just to uh, keep in touch with journalists. Journalists are a lot, uh, are on Twitter, a lot. I will still call it Twitter. I mean, I still call, um, what is it, Starburst? Opal Fruits. Okay, so I'm showing my age now. Um, so, sorry, I apologize, still calling it Twitter. But you know what I mean. I'm on it there still. Uh, journalists are on there because they need a quick turnaround. So I'm on there to follow journalists, but I, I'm not really on it very much. But at that time, I think still Fionn was on Twitter a lot. So she was messaging me with a question now and again, which is all part of my service. I'll always obviously answer any questions you've got, a little backup. But the thing is, she was almost answering her own questions. So it was just she just needed that confidence. So yeah, I was just saying, yes, Fionn, you're right. Yes, that's right. Um, so she was doing really well. But then she sent me a message saying, Jen, I want to re-record the podcast. And I was really surprised. I listened back to it and I thought, there's nothing wrong with it. Why do you want to re-record it? And she explains why in this next interview, we did re-record it. And when she, when she re-recorded it, I said, well, you know what? I'm still going to put the first one out. Would you mind? And she said, oh, actually, no. She goes, I thought you might want to stop that and... and you know, delete that and put this one out. I went, no, your first one's really good. And actually, it's nice to see that journey. So this is what happened with Fionn from my point of view. Fionn continued really well after a 10-week program. Now, solution-focused therapy is known also as brief therapy. Brief meaning, you know, it's for a limited period of time. Not limited, maybe that's not the right word. Short period of time. So it's not like other therapies where you're in it for years and years and you keep going over it and you have to dig deep and you just get to the good stuff when you're feeling really, really bad. Solution-focused therapy is trying to get you better quickly, but at some point we're going to take the training wheels off because I want you to do this on your own. 
I want you to feel so empowered. You're like, right, Jin, I've got my life back on track. My stress bucket is empty. I've got all the tools that I need. I know how to recognize if my stress bucket's failing back up again. And I know what to do about that. If I need a top up session, I know where you are. But otherwise, I say at the end of sessions, I want you to go away and live your life and keep doing all those things you want to do now because that problem you had isn't a problem anymore. I want you to forget about you've ever been to see me. You know, we're getting you back on track. So it's brief therapy. And Fionn was doing that. Now, we'll say during our sessions, oh, she was such a good student. She took loads of notes, reams and reams of notes, always taking notes. And then asking me to repeat things. Oh, Jin, say that again. I'm just writing it down. She used to write it down word for word. It's hilarious. But that was Fionn's way of learning. That was feet. She really wanted to do this. So, and that's the way her brain works. She's a, a more analytical. She likes that. But what she was doing, she was embedding all those tools. So that's all she was doing. You know, that's the way she learns. That's the way she does things. Absolutely fantastic. Not a problem at all. But what she said was, she kind of, she did really well during our 10 week program, but actually when we stopped and she had to do this on her own, she was feeling more and more empowered. And then she realized she was being much more relaxed and she was feeling it more. So I often say to my clients, and you'll hear it in the interview, I say to people, look, you're, you're starting to understand this intelligently. And you always did understand it intelligently. I need you to understand it emotionally. I need you to feel it. I need you to just ride the wave, ride the wave of no anxiety. I know it's really different because you've always been really anxious, but now you're going to ride the wave of no anxiety, ride it and enjoy it. And it took a few more weeks for her to do that. And she needed to do that on her own because I don't want to be anyone's hook or this place you come because I'm not that kind of therapist. I want you to feel empowered. That empowerment feeling really started to build. And then two months later, she said, I want to re-record that podcast because she was feeling so good about it. So have a listen to her re-record as well. Um, and she she was being authentic at that time in the first one. So, I, you know, I think, Fionn, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. You were authentic at that time. It's just that it needed a little bit more time for things to really embed. And now you are under, really understanding it emotionally and you were riding the wave. So that was absolutely fantastic and totally appreciate why you wanted to re-record. But, you know, let, let's put it all together. Uh, and listen to the interview two months later. And this is very similar to last week's podcast interview uh, with Helen, where, you know, a year later, really understand, on another trajectory, you know, so this happened with you. And she was like, right, I'm really, I'm really going for it now. So it just builds and builds and builds. And this is two people, Helen and Fionn, they're doing it on their own. They've not had a top-up session with me. Not at all. They've not needed it. It's just that they've kept in touch. They're doing more things. They're, they've taken over the steering wheel and they're driving themselves now. That's what they're doing. And they feel empowered to do that. So I, I hope you enjoy Fionn's second interview as much as I loved recording it with her as well. And it was lovely two months later to have a proper catch up with her. We jumped sort of straight into recording it as well. So enjoy this one uh, and let me know what you think. Hi, Fionn. Thank you. It's lovely to see you again. I love Glad having a catch you. up. With it's lush, it's lush. But, I, but I have been keeping an eye on you on Twitter <laughs> and seeing what you're doing uh, as well. So, And it's been lovely to see uh, as well. But this I've never been asked this before. You sent me a message saying, 
hi Jean yeah everything's going really well and I could see it was going well on Twitter it's like and that's what I expect from my clients don't I I told you that mm-hmm. I want you to go away yeah. and live your life yeah um <laughs> You have sent me a few questions since then. We've been chatting a little bit on Messenger yeah. and I've just been answering your questions via yeah. text Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always fine because it's just reminding you of some of the things we went over as well. And yeah. you knew the answer. You were sort of answering your own question <laughs> yeah. in that message. And I was just basically saying, yes, Fion, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm always here to support you. But then you sent me a message and I was totally intrigued that you said you wanted to re-record this podcast now, I've listened back to it recently since she sent that message. And I went, absolutely fine podcast. What's wrong with it? So what, why do you want to re-record it? Tell okay. me. <clears throat> so I did it and I kind of left the session, not like deflated, <clears throat> but I kind of thought I wasn't true to myself. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what I think the main reason was. We had a mini session before then. And for the first time ever, you kind of gave me a row. You you didn't give me a row. <laughs> I didn't give you a row. Don't say that. You didn't give me a row, but I kind of, I was taken aback because for the first time ever, you had to literally snap me out of my primitive brain and you had to tell me to stop being negative. And that was the first time you had to do that to me. And I thought, oh, I maybe I'm not because quite you, ready no, to be let loose. You'd been, you'd been so positive. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened in that last, I was like, and you did so well. Like, you know what's going on here. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, you are answering your own questions. Yeah. But yeah, so, we did have to start to remember. Yeah, there was that little thing, and I, I was like, oh, there's a bit of a thought, and I thought, ooh, okay, and I recorded that session, I just thought maybe I wasn't ready to kind of share to the world the success story of kind mm-hmm. of my experience, and I thought I wasn't being true to myself, and I wasn't being true to the listeners almost by saying all this stuff. It might have mm-hmm. been true, but I didn't believe it. I didn't okay. believe it would be authentic kind of thing, okay. because yeah. you had to kind of reel me back in. I thought, yeah, I'm yeah. ready. So yeah. that's why I asked you, I think, just I wanted to be more authentic and truly yeah. believe what you'd taught me and truly yes. believe it myself that yeah. I understood it properly. Yeah. And I think now you've said that, I totally agree with you. I think you were you were working hard at that time. Remember all the notes you were making. Yeah. I remember you made like reams and reams of notes. And I, I, that's what I was trying to say to you. You know this, Fionn, you know it. And it's that difference when I talk about people understanding it intelligently, which you did, but you needed to understand it emotionally. And for some people, it comes a few weeks later. For some people, most people, it comes straight away. But then that's what I thought, like, you just need to do this. You just need to do and be yeah. and not be analyzing it because you were still analyzing it from a slightly problem focused place would you, you agree with me to, yeah you kept telling me oh just feel it just just let it go and let and just feel it mm. and I was like how the hell do I do that because I'm the type of person I've got to I've got to really believe something or like understand the logic and theory yeah. behind something yeah. you've got to understand yeah. the exact why and stuff mm. and I found it really hard to just let go and believe what you were telling me or just like mm. forget about the problem completely mm. Um, I mean, where I am now, I still kind of think about the problem, but I'm I'm doing it in a way where I'm trying to create new patterns, mm-hmm. um, and I'm doing it in a way where I've I'm kind of speaking to the primitive brain as something else, not part of the real me kind of thing, which is yeah. what you always said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it exactly. That I was always saying it. We were repeating it, but I we just needed to give you a bit more time. Yeah, and it and, actually happened. It naturally yeah. happened. I just, I yeah. just, I, I don't know how. I, I don't. Doesn't matter how it happened, but Good. you know, I've, I've had a few 
difficult times since I saw you last but and mm-hmm. I've been checking in with you but it was naturally happening I was finding my own ways of sorting things out and dealing with things I was looking mm-hmm. over the notes and I was high, re-highlighting them because you always said re-read your notes or re-listen to the podcasts and stuff because you you'll see them in a different light and I think I did yeah. and then I just I I was going back stuff I hadn't written down stuff like um well the primitive brain just wanting to keep you safe and you know just looking after you I didn't write stuff like that down and it clicked the other night that it's just trying to look after you so I've been trying to look at it like I'm the mum the primitive brain is a child and it's just trying to look after mum going you're right mum you you sure could you remember this happened last time and you know that could happen and I can just go yeah mate, I, I'm all right I, I know yeah. I, I understand to just keep it in check that it's just trying to keep me safe it's not a bad thing yeah but I don't need to listen to it and I can be the adult yes in the child adult metaphor thing you were kind of it's clicking I felt it click yeah. I'd been out like not on, on the town but I'd been out that evening I came back to bed it was about half past 11 and it just came to me and I was like wow and I just felt quite serene like everything has sort of linked yeah yeah it, it is it's almost like you know you have to go through the hard work which you did you had to ask the questions because that was your personality which was never a problem but what was starting to happen is you were asking the same question in a different way I didn't realize that. I, I genuinely I know, didn't realize you've that. You asked me this. You've asked yeah. me this, but you're, just asking you're me in a different way. dressing it up like, in a different way. Yeah, because you you weren't quite feeling it, and I said, just give it time, relax, and that's why we do the relaxations at the end, which you yeah. were always brilliant at. Yeah. So yeah, it, you have to give it that little bit of time. Yeah. So, and, like, not to kind of cut across you, but I, I was kind of thinking of it like like I don't know bungee jumping and you're kind of scared to kind of let go of your kind of fear about something and like you telling me to just feel it and I like mm. just let it happen I was like mm. that was literally like jumping off a bridge and like trusting that the bungee jump is going to be fine it was huge yeah. to just stop thinking of the problem it was almost like I felt safe thinking of the problem it was like familiar mm. to me so not thinking about the I'll problem yeah. was huge because it was like oh my god what the yeah. hell do I do if I'm not thinking about the problem like, yeah. I, I feel safe kind of doing all these OCD stuff and thinking about it and thinking about you know how, how I deal with it not thinking about the problem and kind of distracting myself or you know that was super scary that was yeah. the jumping off the bridge yeah. now this is when when people first come to me that's when I ask that question are you ready to change which you said yes and I knew you were yeah so what happens there is I've had occasionally people say to me in the answer to that question, I can't imagine myself without this problem, Jin. Like when I say, what would your life be like without this problem? And they'll say, I can't imagine myself without this problem. Is is I that how think... you felt? Like because no, you I identified with it. No, okay. I, didn't, I didn't think I was one of those problems where I needed, I wanted to escape from it. I really did. Yeah. I really yes, you did. For sure. For sure. I really wanted to, but like the jump from just going to feeling, you know, like, the solution focus just freeing yourself from it and just feeling stuff that mm. was that was super scary so I'm yeah. surprised that I felt like that because I, I didn't want it to be a part of me I didn't yeah. feel safe yeah. with the problem on me but yeah. it was so difficult yes. to take the leap yeah. and not think about it yeah but the brain doesn't like change you see mm. even if it's good for you mm. which intelligently you knew this was going to be a good change <laughs> yeah. but the brain hates it because you've kind of got used to that space that space where you do think about the problem all the time yeah and that's the point you're at so hang on a minute so if I don't think about the problem what do I think about instead you've never allowed yourself to do that 
I literally asked you, I said, what do people think about us? They're not thinking about the problems. And they go, yeah. they go from solution to solution, not problem to problem. It's like, what? Yeah. I, I genuinely, I've asked so many people, yes. what the hell do you think about in a normal day? What? Because I was so generalised anxiety. Yeah. I was worrying about everything. That yeah. was how I kept myself busy. I yeah. had no idea how the normal, how the, you know, solution focused or non-anxious people kind of, what they did with their brains during yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I will say is to, to make things easier, like you don't always have to think positive, but just think neutral. Yeah. Right? So, you know, thinking positive, it's hard, in, especially in stressful situations. Yeah. As long as you're not thinking negative, you're thinking, right, how can I, you're getting more creative. How can I get out of this problem? How can I meet this challenge? What can I do instead? But yeah, yeah you, you had spent so much time and energy and nature abhors a vacuum. So if I'm not thinking about the problem, you wanted to know, well, what am I thinking about instead? And because you'd not had experience of that, that's where we just needed to give you that yeah. little, little bit more time so yeah. can you see that better in hindsight now that that's yeah what I'm doing? yeah it's and what I, what I see now is instead of thinking about the problems I'm actually getting on with life like if I'm if I'm idle and not thinking about a problem I'm playing the Nintendo I'm painting I'm going for a walk instead of just fiddling there thinking about what problem I can think of next yeah. I'm going to live life I'm doing stuff exactly I'm doing stuff in like the moment it sounds really cliche yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm going up and doing stuff I'm, I'm getting busy it's like I've got this time you know what I'm gonna do can I sit here and worry about stuff that might never happen <laughs> use this time to live and I'm kind of living yes. and doing stuff yeah so can you see that's what answers your question when you mm. said you were asking other people what do you think about and yeah people were probably saying oh nothing I'll just get on with my life yeah you like, just I still, said it like, then like I say I I still the what I used to fear is still there and it'll it'll pop it up. But since like the epiphany I had on the weekend, I'll just mm -hmm. kind of go, No, I'm I'm okay now. We don't need to think about that at the moment. I'm not actually feeling ill at the moment. Or, you know, yeah. even if I am, I'm gonna just get the Rennie, I'm gonna drink some peppermint tea. But I'm all right, thank you for checking on me, primitive brain. I'm I'm okay. So Good. it's still there, but I'm talking to it in a different way. Yes. Like I'm not thinking about the problem. I'm thinking about it. I'm I, I'm finally turning it into kind of like a copable is that the word something I can cope with or something I That's can right. handle rather That's than right. something, oh my god oh my god it's, you don't need the yeah. panic it's unnecessary yeah, yeah. I kind yeah. of think of other people who don't have that fear or never had the fear and how they coped and before that never worked for me but now I'm treating the primitive brain as not part of me I can appreciate and go you, they, they just get on with it and it's genuinely nothing to be scared of if it happens you you genuinely just get on with it worrying just makes it worse and yeah. doesn't make you handle it very well if you yeah. worry so yeah yeah. So th those first few sessions was, was to get you thinking very positive and definitely not thinking about the problem because I needed to get you into the intelligent brain. Yeah. But can you see how now you're in the intelligent brain, you're looking at your problems from a different perspective. Yeah. You're much more objective and rational and you're treating them as challenges, not a polar bear. Yeah, and I'm looking for the solutions because, like, yes. if, you know, you go, you go to the doctor. I've got a broken arm. Well, we, we, nobody asks. Oh, well, when did that start? When did you get it? Like, you don't care where where it happens, how it happens. You want to yes. get that thing better. So, yeah. think about problems these days. I'm yeah. looking for the solution, or, you know, can I deal with it? No. Like I told you, I've gone into stoicism, which is like philosophy. Can you control it? No. Well, don't really worry about it. Then you can control how you react to it and how you that's think right. about it, and that's the only thing you can control. Yeah. If you want it to be a burden on you, if you want it to be a horrible experience, you know, it'll be a horrible experience, but you can decide how you react to that thing. It's all up to you. Oh, I could hug you right now. That was exactly what we were talking about. Virtual so, yeah, hug. see, yeah, yeah, virtual <laughs> hug, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly what we talk about.
and that's and often people create their own anxiety because they're trying to control things that are totally out of their control so remember mm-hmm. we talked about the bar of control yeah so we go for the easy wins first and then we go yeah. for our bigger challenges and slowly our anxiety comes down and we start to get in control of more things now mm-hmm. once we get to a good place of control you know, that's great. But then people start to create their own stress trying to control other things. The example I use is the weather. You can't control the weather, but you can control your reaction to it. I'm going to jump in because I yeah. had this experience a few weeks ago. Like I've uh-huh. not been able to run this year from illness, whatever, chest mm-hmm. and stuff. And I thought I really want to go out to run or cycle. And it was bad weather. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go run. And I thought, dude, you can't change the weather. But you can wear some more clothes. You can run instead of cycle. You can take a different route. You can take a shaded thing. You can't control the weather, but you can control yes. some things like what you're dressing, what you're wearing, where you go. So just get yes. out there and change yeah. stuff. You can change. Yeah. Don't manipulate the weather and stay yes. inside. You won't do it. Change the stuff you can change and get exactly. on with it. Exactly. Absolutely spot on. Uh, The other thing people can do in that situation is just, you know, if you're not, if you don't feel like going up, well, it's raining, I don't want to go out, then have some acceptance around it. It's pouring rain. You know what? I'm going to stay in and I'm going to get on with my work or I'm going to watch a film or whatever. Then you have to accept it as well. So acceptance also comes um, from the intelligent brain too. So uh, can you give me any examples? What, what bigger, any bigger challenges that you've met that you've now a few months later has been like, right, I can see where that has, you know, that solution focused thinking is working. Another reason I wanted to do the podcast was I've had like practical experiences with what was once my fear. So I've had a stomach bug come through the house and my husband had suspected food poisoning. It wasn't food poisoning, but he was throwing up. You get the gist mm-hmm. of it. So my baseline has certainly changed from the previous podcast you'll know I used to not be able to be in the same room with someone if they're vomiting I disinfect everything I wouldn't be in the same room sleeping with that person and this time my daughter was vomiting and I was there laughing at her because it was pretty funny my husband was vomiting in the bathroom I stayed outside the door to listen to him and help him if need be oh, I had wow. water I had to message you afterwards because I was yeah. having a bit of panic but yeah the baseline has certainly changed that's and huge had, for you i know and i could rationalize if i didn't eat the same thing as him i'm not gonna get it and i was genuinely i was listening to him i bit of panic but i was there with him handing him water sleeping in the same bed as him even if he might have vomited in the bucket next to me i slept the whole night next to him wow. even if he might have vomited this is unheard of so when you said before you could appreciate how far you've come it twigged my baseline has tremendously changed because I thought I'd be like oh fear has gone blah 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 it's not how it works you change your baseline you've got to appreciate how far you come (laughs) the more you get exposed that might make things better for me it certainly has that exposure and testing my response to it because I was telling you my brain was going oh Fiona you're gonna you can't breathe you can't breathe you're having palpitations I was like mate my body's fine I can breathe fine my heart's not having palpitations so my body's reaction to the vomiting in the house was calm my primitive Mm -hmm. brain was still going dude you're having heart palpitations and I was like no no I'm I'm not not." and I was I was going I'm I'm panicking and I was like no I'm really not my it was bizarre my yeah. body was fine. Yeah. My brain was going, yeah, but, yeah, but this is how yeah. we normally react. And I was like, yes. my body, it was amazing. My brain was doing one thing. My body was calm. Yeah. Normally I'm having palpitations. I'm, yeah. I'm getting hot. I'm getting panicky. I'm crying. Yeah. I wanted to cry, but I didn't cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Remember then, oh. And 
Oh, Fionn, sorry, we just cut out there a little bit. Um, so you were just saying that your brain was doing one thing. And remember, that was your primitive brain, only yeah. a small part of your brain. Yeah. The intelligent brain was in control. Yeah, and the intelligent brain had full control of my body, as I think that's what was exactly. happening. Exactly. I was, I was going to Aaron, I want to cry. But I was like, cry then. I was like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's no need to cry. It was just a horrible situation. It was a force of habit. It was weird. It was just, yeah, my my body and brain expected to have palpitations. Yes. It was nothing. It was was great. I didn't have to do anything. It was like all these months and weeks of different thinking had a sort of subconscious effect on my body. Yeah, this was was new. And that's exactly what we do in Solution Focus. Remember, we're trying to help your subconscious, the secretary in your brain. Yeah try to get some results here. That's why we do yeah. the relaxation. So, right, come on, Secretary, you need to work in a positive solution-focused direction. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you needed to do now. So that's fantastic to hear. Now, what I heard from that is, isn't that fantastic that as a mum, you could look after your daughter while she was sick? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. so important for someone with emetophobia. You know, kids pick up bugs all the time, right? So it made you such a great mum for her to say, oh, I'm just laughing off. She's trying to help her laugh it through. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're really looking after her. You must have felt yeah. great to be able yeah. to do well, that. That's one of the reasons I kind of thought I've got to nip this in the bud now because mm. she's going to get ill as every mm. kid does and I might mm. catch it. And I used to panic every time the nursery kind of said there was a stomach bug going around and I thought I can't carry on like this. Yes. I can't carry on every, yeah. what is it, winter or God, this was June, mm. July when we had a bug in the house and stuff. And uh, yeah, because my baseline has changed, we're at a whole different level. Yeah. It, it's not going to be, it's not, can I say it's going to be great, but it's, it's going to be so much better mm. if that time comes around, if we yeah, catch yeah. it. I just want to be like your average Joe that's going, oh, it's in the house. Because like yeah. I ask people at work, oh, how do you deal with your kids when they're ill? And they just kind of go, mm. yeah. <laughs> you panic, they're like, mm. it doesn't phase them. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. even a conversation. It's not even something yeah. they think about. It's just a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't phase you now either. No. Yeah. Phase me less, certainly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you'll find that more and more as you go on, if it happens again, you'll get better and better. Because you've got now a new template in your hippocampus, the filing cabinet. Yeah. You've got a new template now to refer to that this is how well you coped with it. Yeah. And uh, building up on that every time and seven of, you know, from the bug we had from Aaron's thing last weekend, whatever, I felt it building up a new baseline, a new normal, a new, you know, less of the fear. Your husband must have been, well, once he recovered a little bit, he must have been shocked as well at how well you coped. Well, I'm a bugger. I was asking him, Aaron, you throwing up? And he goes, don't ask me if I'm throwing up when I am throwing up. And I was like, yeah, but how do you feel? Leave me alone. No, 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 but how do you feel? I need to know how bad it was. Was it traumatic? No. Well, how was it then? Was it bad or was it good? And he just goes, shut up, please. My stomach's nauseous. Yeah, but Aaron, I need to know. Oh. That's funny. So you wanted all the details. Did. Uh, you went it to the other helped, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I've been talking recently with a lot of potential clients, uh, you know, who tell me that, you know, their anxiety, they're realizing, because I ask, like, is it affecting your family? And a lot of women, especially and especially mums, they'll put themselves at the bottom of the list to look after themselves. You know, what would you say to that? On, on the other hand, I've had someone who's just who put it perfectly and said the change you've created in me is going to cause generational change in my family it's powerful Um, right would you agree with that yeah I've tried to make sure that I nipped this in the bud before Ellen knew what was going on or before she could pick up any bad habits or before she could pick up any fears I I started it when she was you know one or Mm. however old she is and stuff um self-care wise I really, you know, first year of a baby's life, 
it was tough on me because I was mm-hmm. home on maternity or whatever I had to ask Aaron not ask him but you know it was a it was an agreement it was fine that I go for a spa afternoon or I go for the afternoon to watch football mm. I've made it a priority of mine if I feel again too much yep. I ask him mm-hmm. I'm taking the afternoon off I'm taking the day off I'm going to watch football I'm going to the spa so mm-hmm. I have made sure that I keep on top of my yeah. positive activities that yes. if I feel like whoa like yeah. you know I'm with her every day or I'm with her so many days and she's been tough just with me I need time out so I I basically did it for Ellen I'm kind of Make sure that I'm looking after myself. You've got to look after yourself to look after the other people. If you're not looking after yourself, how can you expect to look after your family or your kid and stuff? So that's why I've done it, I guess. That's why I've done this now. I've tried it over the years. It's not worked. So I've had to really spend time and money in doing it right Mm. now. Yeah. And it it will stay with you. My aim is to let you run with this on your own and like I Mm -hmm. said so you know I I saw you uh, I was looking back at some of the dates our first session was in January end of January this year yeah Uh, and it's now coming up end of June uh, July sorry Mm -hmm. that so no so you did those first you know that in January those 10 weeks and you did the podcast recording at the end Mm -hmm. and even now you said even though we've not had sessions you you have still been improving 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 yeah and if I feel the tools now yeah, exactly. And if I feel like I'm slipping, I'll maybe tweet you and stuff. But otherwise, I'm looking back over the notes. I'm highlighting new things. I'm rewriting new stuff. Good. Um, I'm looking for stuff on the internet that kind of ties into what you've been teaching me and stuff. And I'm looking for quotes that resonate with my intelligent brain. I'm I'm scrapping out old notes. Okay. I'm writing out new stuff going yeah. brain brainwave or epiphany or whatever I call them. And I write the date and I go... So. I'm taking stuff that maybe I wrote when I was more primitive brain orientated and I'm writing new stuff that I need to Good. go, this is where you're at now. So it's, it's not just the base, baseline of how I'm coping with the fear, it's how I'm thinking about things in general and coping with everyday life as well. And I'm looking for stuff that will help me as a new toolkit, but based on the stuff you've taught me, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. creating your own toolkit to add on to it as well. You're adding yes. more tools that you're finding yeah. are useful as you're changing. And we're all a work in progress and we continue to work on that. Yeah. It's really good to hear that you've maintained that. And mm. I hope, you know, it doesn't feel selfish. You know, when you said, you know, I need to take my day off and I need to ask Aaron to look after Ellen for an afternoon so I can do this. You know, some, know. from the outside in. Someone might say, "Oh God, is that a bit selfish?" And you, you be doing it, but you I'm know, not you... Being funny. I don't care if they said it was selfish because I know yeah. what my mental health is like at any given mm. time. I know what looking after my child is like. I know yes. how I'm coping with motherhood at that moment in time. If yeah. people see it selfish, that's fine. But yeah. I know that I need that time out, and I'm. Yeah, you know, I agree. I'll I'll, yeah. Kind of, I'll talk. I'll talk through it with Aaron. I kind of go. I know you're with her as well. You're her father. You're doing an amazing job. But I feel like I'm her mum. Therefore, stuff fall on me a bit harder. So. Yeah. I'll talk it through with him. He's great, but people want to see us selfish. That's fine. But I think it's yeah. a priority, basically, that I'm in the right place to look after her. Great. I, I totally agree with you. But that, that's where I'm saying that sometimes, you know, mums put themselves at the bottom of the list mm. to not get help. They'll spend yeah. time and money on their children for sure. Yeah. When they're struggling, they're like, oh, I'll sort it out later. I'll sort it out later. Not realizing that the kids are picking this up and they're exactly. noticing it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that generational change yeah. is really important. Investing yeah. in yourself. 
yeah it's selfish i want to teach her like the solution focused way of looking at stuff or not be scared mm. of stuff like i i you know people say like oh you may have picked up your fear of spiders by seeing a um you know your parents going oh a spider and stuff i don't want any reaction of mine to unintentionally bring on a fear response yeah. in her that i'm like oh bloody hell i didn't mean yeah. to do that so yeah i want my yeah. normal day-to-day with the way of you know doing things like I, I've cut down on gossiping I don't tend to gossip anymore I don't tend to indulge in pointless chatter about stuff I've changed the way I talk about things to not be negative or I you know stuff I normally do on a day-to-day basis I want her to naturally be doing it and I yeah. don't want her to pick up subtle bad habits or horrible yeah. ways of talking about things or thinking yeah. about things so I'm really making a big effort now right. to change uh, not like a lot about myself because I still want to be authentic to yeah. me but I know there was a lot that I wanted to change I didn't yeah. like the way I was talking about other people yeah. I didn't like yeah. the way I was talking about myself I didn't like the way I was you know thinking of myself so yeah I want to model a good way um, of doing yeah. things really oh, you definitely are what I'm hearing from you is self-awareness you've got Ooh. self-awareness now again Ooh. in the intelligent brain so now we've emptied Ooh. your stress bucket You've got this awareness, like, how am I talking? What is my self-talk, first of all? But how am I talking around others? How shall I behave? What do I want to change? How can I create that change? Remember, your intelligent brain is very creative. Mm. So how does it come up with a solution? So uh, as we always talk, what is it that you want, not what you don't want? And that's what you've been focusing on. That's the solution-focused question of it. What do I want then? So if I don't want to be gossiping, what do I want instead? I want to be, you know, going to football, talking positively, you know, um, being like this with my child, this kind of mum I want to be. I've changed the way I tweet. This is going to be big. You'll understand this, right? I've changed the way I tweet. I've tried to, like, people have been complaining about this and that on Twitter, and I've been trying to put a positive spin on stuff and telling people, look at it in a different way. It doesn't always go down well because some people think they've got a right to complain, which I have. I've publicly been kind of not saying anything bad, but I've been trying to change really publicly other people's way of seeing things yeah i'm kind of yeah. not saying anything negative because i thought yeah. uh, there's no point pointing that out i might think that in my head but there's no point telling people and yeah. causing a you know a fallout or whatever yeah. so uh, yeah you don't want to get involved in any of that and the other thing to remember is this isn't toxic positivity right so we're not saying oh it's all lovely it's just that when you're in your intelligent brain your perspective is much more rational yeah definitely yeah it's not all unicorns and butterflies or whatever it's just yeah. being realistic seeing yeah. things for how it is Mm. you know nothing is inherently good or bad it's just literally the way yeah. you've decided to look at it yeah. and the way the emotion you've decided to put on it yes. so yeah and if that is negative that's what goes in your stress bucket negative thoughts and rumination is what goes into your stress bucket not the not the negative events in your life they're going to happen this is life right there may be negative events but if you're going to continue to ruminate on them what I, I try to say, like, okay, you have a negative event. I don't expect you to be all happy. Sometimes things happen, but you've got to face the challenge and you can be a little bit sad and angry for a while, but you can't continue to do it. We've got to deal with that issue somehow or have acceptance over it uh, as well. I've been trying to think that I want to be courageous about stuff. So even if there's something negative, difficult, I've kind of felt like I want to be, I like to say, badass about it. So I don't yes. want to be like, oh, panicky and crying because that doesn't help anyone. It looks a bit pathetic. So, you know, if the challenge arises, I go, right, I want to deal with it this time in a courageous and really badass way and come out feeling really strong and awesome. Like, yeah, I cracked that. So, yeah, yeah. For sure. And that was our catchphrase towards the end, wasn't it? How to be badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. what we were saying. Yeah. 
who else has noticed Fiona? Anyone else knows how your mum, friends, family? My mum, ma- yeah, yeah, my mum. My mum goes, "Oh my god, I've seen your change." And I, I just asked Aaron tonight, and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, you're just generally like since being with Jin, basically." Um, he's he's seen a change and he mm-hmm. says you've just continued to be like that he says mm-hmm. and I go oh I, I kind of wanted to say more but I go actually I know that I've massively changed yes. mentally the way I process and things in my head and maybe I, I natter with him less I'm less angry at him and stuff yeah. Um, so yeah he doesn't see it all he can't appreciate what's going on inside the head and my emotions yeah mum and Aaron definitely kind yeah. of seen I'm yeah. just more chilled I guess is yeah. the word yeah and, and he changed changes their life as well because then they don't worry about you so much as well you know or have to come to the rescue when someone's ill and you can't cope yeah I think yeah I like mum lives two two hours away uh, two hours away and if I kind of mentioned anything negative or anything kind of slightly worrisome that wasn't a big deal to me she would worry to the ends of the earth yeah if I didn't mean to do that whatever and if Ellen was ill, I literally phoned her just to have a bit of like support because Aaron was working mm. or whatever. So I literally just needed yeah. her there. Yeah. Just thinking something happened to Ellen and I kind of just needed her to be there kind yeah. of thing. But normally yeah. I'd be like, oh, man, what's happening to me? Well, am I okay? I still do that, but maybe not as much. And I Google less. I've noticed that I Google. Oh, good. So you're not, do- you're not Googling everything. I'm yeah. going to the doctor less. I'm checking my temperature good. less. I'm still doing it a little bit, but yeah. it's yeah. massively reduced. I, I just yeah. did a check-in tonight. And I was like, wow, yeah, I do much less of those things. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely things you're doing. Uh, how's, your, how's your sleep? And are, are you still using the recording now and again? Or like, you've uh, always got it in the background. You're sleeping, mm-hmm. okay? Sleep is a tricky one these days, I must admit. I'm not yeah. doing well on the sleep front just because Ellen tends to wake up yeah. three till five or four oh. till six. So yeah. I've got a cold because my immune yeah. system is shattered. Yeah. And at this moment in time, I I don't know if it's going to get better for a little while until yeah. she gets a better sleep routine. So yeah. sleep is not great. Yeah. Um, I've not listened to at least you know why. Don't yeah. You? So you know that. Okay. So you know my little girl's playing up. So my sleep is down. So I might be a little bit antsy today. I might be a bit anxious. You yeah. know, it's, it's about because you understand the process. But remember, that's what I was going to say. You've got the recording. You don't have to keep listening to it. But it's there in the background if you need it. You know. Yeah. Like and I know thing. you're you're a big fan of napping, and I yeah. tend to take naps if I can. I told someone in work the other day. She was like, "Oh, I'm napping loads." I I sent her your link, and I said, "Right, Jane's my therapist. She's amazing. Look at this blog post she's done and stuff." Um, yeah. I'm gonna right and say something completely irrelevant but it is relevant right so sleep related if i ate a takeaway i was scared i'd get food poisoning so i'd wake up every hour that night in case i throw up from the food okay now when aaron had his food poisoning non-food poisoning thing the i I put a comment on facebook like oh yeah don't eat the burger in this place because i think my husband had food poisoning i had health and safety on the phone with me to that place okay this is very important so I had a chat with this lady about Aaron's suspected food poisoning. It turned into an educational conversation with a lady of 16 years experience. And she literally alleviated my fear of food poisoning. I told her that I'm up every hour after eating takeaway. And she goes, mm. food poisoning doesn't kick in until like 12 to 72 hours after you've eaten something. Right. Yeah, so you yeah. don't need to fear what you've eaten that night because it's not the last right. thing you ate. And that changed. Yeah. I said, right, I know I discussed my husband, but this has massively changed my fear yeah. of Great. So you got stuff. informed. You got properly Listen. informed. Yes. And she goes, don't Google. You need your experts. You need your doctors. You need your, you know, proper people. That's to, right. Because Google says six to eight hours. It's not. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I said, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've done a massive, massive difference to my fear on this because there's no point worrying about something that could happen yeah. in half a day or three days from now. Yeah. You're not going to know what caused your yeah. food poisoning, even yeah. if you get it. Yeah. 
There's yeah. no point being vigilant after you've eaten yeah. food. You just go to yeah. sleep. And that's what was filling up your stress bucket in the first place then. Yes. Yeah, that negative thoughts around it. So, yeah, mm. it is about getting expert opinion. And the same for me that, you know, there's a lot of information out there about mental health, how to manage it, what is anxiety, what is this, that and the other. And it's great. We're talking about it more and there's lots of support out there. Our friends and family all support us and people mm. are much more understanding. But it gets to the point where you've got to ask for help. Yeah. Would you agree? And I know you've got a good support network, but it had to get to that point where you're like, I need to create change. Yeah. If what we've, what, what I've kind of realized, solution focus, you kind of, if you're talking to your friends and family about your problems, it doesn't really work, does it? Talking about your problems is, tends to make you more anxious. So if you're just kind of going, oh, I'm down and this is my problem, you're going to kind of keep having that problem. So you need like, you know certain therapies work for certain people but you need that expert sort of help and it's the solution focused way of kind of changing the way you think and giving you tools I thought therapy was just going to be like a magic thing where they can erase your fears and you'd just be you know fine to crack on but you know changing the way you think you've got to be in it you've really got to be in it you've got to want to change I'm losing my train of thought but I know what I'm trying to say in a kind of big way yeah Um, yeah I've gone off on one. It, it's about making the commitment. That's what I'm saying. Isn't yeah. It? So like you said, yeah. no, I, I do want to change. I'm. You were very honest. And even now that you said, looking back, you were fearful of change. Yeah. You know, like, what is this? Yeah. But I didn't, didn't realise how it is, but I need to do something. There was some yeah. mo- underlying motivating factor. And I think one was your little girl. You said, I yeah. don't want to do this. And I want to get out and live my life. I was tied up with these physical symptoms. that I couldn't, I was like getting dizzy and shortness of breath. And I was getting just just kind of scared of being everywhere and I didn't know how to control or why I was anxious I was getting anxious about having anxiety about having no idea why I was anxious in the first place um but um yeah and I just I tried so many different things over the years like counseling a certain other therapist that I mentioned in the first podcast nothing worked and I was like oh I'm running out of money (laughs) and then I was like right I'd listened to you we know from the first podcast I'd listened to your podcast yeah. I'd read your book I I knew there was a high chance you'd be the one um but like well, I say well, you did your homework is what I call it I, and did. I, I wish everyone was like you and that's why I've got a lot of content out there this podcast mm. my book my blogs my social media yeah I say to people please do your homework on me don't just book a call because yeah. that to me that's a lot of the reason that you did so well yeah is because you'd virtually convinced yourself this was going to work you knew it was going to work because it's something appealed to you in the way that I wrote things or the way I talked and I think when we first spoke you said you felt like you already knew me because you'd heard my voice so much on the podcast yeah I know I know I'll tell everyone like oh listen to the listen to this lady's podcast her voice is so lush she just she's just so (laughs) listenable or I don't know what the word is but I just go just listen just listen to us I'm in my hairdressers or like in my masseuse listen to her voice just listen just a little bit and they'd be like oh and I'm like no but she left it's beautiful voice. It's just... but that's it it's got to, it's got to appeal to you and it appealed to you as well because of the science yeah it? yeah definitely you, you yeah. needed to know why yeah well I think I, I, I lost my train of thought I'm back okay so I thought therapists would just be like oh yeah magic thing and then they erase your fears or like they change you know like it's just magic and then it's like it literally is science you just give us the tools to change the way we think but we've got to take that leap to change the way we think it, mm. you can't just make us it doesn't just happen you can't just make us you know forget our fears or tell us what to think you give us the tools and we work it out and it naturally happens and I think it took me a while after our sessions to think 
I think I told you, I've not been doing anything. I've not been working hard enough. I've just been sitting here quite idle, listening to the sessions, writing notes down. I've not been actively working on stuff. But you told us to kind of be passive about it. Yeah. But there was something I was missing when I thought it would have just naturally happened. And I had to kind of, I had to be more positive. I had to be more solution focused. And that's where the science comes in. And everything I wrote just finally sunk in eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that was exactly it I need your collaboration we're a team I'm not yeah. doing something to you I haven't got a magic wand yeah I need you to collaborate with me I need yeah. you to make as you did make that commitment book your sessions in be on time make your notes make that commit and you're quite right it's a leap of faith isn't it in the beginning it's a process of scary where you've yeah. got to let go and yeah. not be kind of oh it's my fear though but I, I'm quite used to feeling like that you've got yeah. it's a bit of scary in the fact that you've got to take the leap of faith and be positive and uh, you know solution focused that's a massive change mm-hmm. to a lot of people yeah. and you've just got to be open to that change and listen to what you're telling us yeah yeah that sounds obvious but it sounds really yeah. kind of strange but oh you... it comes afterwards it comes afterwards mm. yeah yeah so well all I can say for you is keep working keep doing what you're doing you know, keep, you know, writing your own notes and your own self-help book for yourself now. <laughs> you know, it's your, that's going to be the best one for you. You know, yeah. the, the way that you've done things because you're doing it to the way that appeals to you and that's why it works. Mm. And even our sessions, you did them in a way that appealed to you. You liked headphones. You liked having a blanket for relaxation. Yeah. You liked making notes. You liked, I got I got into the way of that you wanted to do things. You wanted me to slow down to repeat things so you could write them literally word for word at one point. Yeah. I needed and that I said, volume. that's absolutely fine. Yeah. I needed the volume on the recording just right. I asked yes. like three or four times. Yeah. I was like, no, I yeah. need it lower. Yeah. No, but higher. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. You know, but the structure of the session that that's stays the same yeah. the solution for because formula was there mm. but you did it you did it absolutely your way and yeah I, I commend you for that as well and mm. also the way you did your homework you did your research um you you did it you really you did tick all my boxes I knew mm. straight away I was like yeah she's, she's gonna be fine <laughs> as well and I did want to give you a little bit of time on your own as well to say right you you just crack on yeah you know you'll be fine you'll be fine there's a reassurance coming uh, and you, you know, know I'm always you. here Yes. You knew my new yeah. stuff. I, I, yeah. I, I thought, oh my God, I don't know. And then it yes. like clicked last weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, she was right. I did know my stuff. It just took a while to really sink in. Yeah. Yeah. So what was happening and there? There's a quote. I can't remember who it's from now, but it was very much about, um, I'm going to take you to the edge and you're going to jump. And the person says, well, what if I fall? And I'll say, no, you'll be fine. And you'll go, no, what if I fall? What if I fall? And I'll say, what if you fly? Yeah. yeah and that's exactly what you did I knew you'd fly I knew you'd fly yeah so but you were like I'm gonna yeah. fold you and I'm gonna fold you and I was like yeah. no I'm, I'm taking the training wheels off here and jump yeah but that's now I think I'm at that point because yes. the last podcast I was still like oh I don't know yeah. but now I'm like yeah I'm flying yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no you did you did you were doing well in the last podcast you were still talking about remember in the last podcast we were talking more about the process you know, um, the, the sessions, yeah. we, we talked a lot about that and you'd, you'd mm. already made good progress then. Yeah. But you didn't realize that you could also get to this point. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the last podcast and that's why I'm going to include it. You wanted me to re-record it. Yeah. I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to still keep it. And we're just going to do this follow-up afterwards. After yeah. A few months later, where yeah. are you? And maybe even if we check in a year or six months later, yeah. 
and do another one and check your progress. That's the lovely way to do it because I do aim to give people tools for life. You're not in yeah. therapy with me for years and years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, you've got things, and now you're you're on your own journey. So it's fantastic to hear. Is there anything else you want to say that before I bring this to a close that I might have missed that you wanted the reason you wanted to re-record and why you wanted to do this again? And I was more than happy to to do that because it's lovely having a catch up. And I think I've said everything I wanted to say. I'm kind of glad that it is a follow-up that the first one is going to get yeah. played because it kind of just shows that even if you don't kind of think that you're there, you've got to stick at it mm. and tweak maybe the ways you've been doing things to get to a place you want to be. And lo and behold, I'm here now. So, yeah. 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 And it's much more empowering, isn't it? Because you know you're doing it now as well. Well, I asked you, yeah, yeah. I asked you for this. It. You didn't yeah. check in with me. I no, said no. I want to redo this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. What I will say though, I am in my case, I'm glad I had those experiences with the bug and stuff. I kind of felt because I had a lack of experience with what I feared, yeah. I found it difficult to overcome it without experiencing it. So mm. because I've had those two experiences in the last two months, yeah. I think those have been quite a, a, a big help in yeah. changing the baseline. That's the exposure. You've had the yeah. exposure to it. Yeah. yeah. So that was your biggest phobia. And yeah. that's why we say sometimes, you know, when we talk to people about flying phobias, etc., I'll always ask, have you got a flight booked? Because we can do the therapy. I need you to get on a flight now. Or I yeah. need to, we need to know we've got a time frame that you are going to get on a flight. Right, or you're yeah. planning to get on a flight. We've got to expose you to it. Yeah. To, to see that, you know, that it, to prove that it works. Which I wanted to put it yeah. to the test, what, I, yeah. what the new thoughts I had, how yes. I come. I yeah. wanted to know my new baseline, I guess, yeah. and it happened. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't wish it soon again. Yeah, yeah. No. no, no one would though. Fionn, no, no one would. It's not very nice no. for anyone. But no. like I said, you know, you've been a great mum mm. and wife and daughter and friend now. So mm. um, keep up the good work. Thank you so much for re-recording and asking me to do it. Thank uh, you as well. I think it was a really good idea. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers and there you have it. Isn't that great? So that's Fionn two months later. And I know she's still she's still doing well and has not needed a top up session at all. So that's the beauty of solution focused work. It gives you the tools for I, I hope life. That's my theory with it. I want to give you tools for life. When you see me for your 10 week program, I'll give you as many sessions as you want within reason but you know it's normally about once a week but if you need an extra session here and there don't worry sometimes I'll extend it a little bit as well but often my clients within six to eight sessions are like oh, I'm flying hygiene I'm doing fine thank you very much and you know that can be you as well I mean you've heard interviews with my previous clients some of the worst cases of anxiety I've ever seen but we've got to start focusing on solutions and not continue to talk about the problems so let me know what you thought of, you know, Fionn's interview. Her whole, you've heard her whole story, you know, from, from start to finish here. Isn't that fantastic? And it's with solution-focused work. She wanted to make a difference. She wanted to get better. You heard for her family, for herself. She's just, you know, living her best life right now. Uh, loving her football still uh, as well. Football mad, that one she is. Uh, Fionn, uh, I know you've listened to this. So thank you so much for doing it. I think, you know, we made great friends as well during our session and that's the great thing about our sessions we we have a laugh it's not draining I hope that you know you look forward to your sessions with me you know when when you book your program you book them in a lot of my clients book them in in advance they book one session a week you've got my diary link they'll book them in advance and they say really looking forward to our sessions and whatever week you've had come to the session 
So absorb you know, as much as you can from wherever you see me. So if you've got my book, thank you so much for supporting me by buying that book. I cannot tell you how humbled I am when you've got that, you know, when people say, oh, I've read your book. I'm like, who, who are you? You're a stranger, you know? So um, thank you so much uh, for that, for listening to this podcast as well. So it's not just listening to the podcast and reading the book. You've got to put things into action. Uh, so put those things into action. Try your your very best to, to do what you can. You can always ask a question in my Facebook group on my social media. And that question, I bet 200 people other want to know the answer to that as well. So, you know, there's no silly question here. But I hope that these interviews allow you to hear the voice from the other side. You don't want to hear just me, obviously, biased opinion about solution-focused work and how brilliant it is. You know, I need you to hear it from the other side, because like I said, these are people very ordinary in the nicest of ways. I mean that ordinary people like you and me suffering with anxiety, suffering with depression, suffering with fears and phobias. But wow, wouldn't it be amazing if we could get more and more people feeling better? What knock on effect would that have to your family, to your friends? You know, could oh, we could change the world here. This is what we, we could be doing. So um, a, a lot of you as well have messaged me in the past saying, oh, I wish, wish the episodes were, were longer. So what is this? this is over an hour this one has turned into. So it's helped me turn, you know, some of my episodes into longer ones. Um, but, you know, we will go back to shorter ones at some point as well. So I am going to go in, off and do some more ramblings maybe in the next season. But this season is all about hearing things from the other side, hearing things from your point of view is what it will be people who have gone through that process with me and so and I hope you feel that I've interviewed people well to help you answer the questions that might be in your mind I've tried to put myself in your shoes what would what would I want to know if I was going to do something from someone who's been through that experience and hear it in their voice not just a five-star review written somewhere you know a random review written somewhere or someone just saying something this is that voice Fionn, thank you so much for your time because it really did take time to do all of this. Keep doing what you're doing. If you want to get anyone else, if you want to get in touch with me, you know all the usual places to do it. Best place to go is, is my website. Have, read my blogs. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you could rate and review, you'd be doing you'd be doing me a favor. Um, it really helps other people find the podcast as well. And you've already heard stories from people who just found the podcast and then slowly, slowly started doing their homework on me and then have changed their lives for the better. So if we can help a few more people, you know, that'd be great. Um, but like I said, I hope you've enjoyed this one. More client interviews coming up next week, some special ones for you coming up in, over the next few weeks, actually. And um, until next time, more Stress Bucket Solutions, more interesting stories. Take care. Bye for now.